this is the best I just wanted to tell you guys. Snuggled up and writing. I don't know, whatever I want. Science fiction or just on quiet rainy days. It's taking me back to when I was little. And I used to read comic books in the dark. But aside from that, I lived in an attic that my mom had created, kind of tricked it out or whatever. I could just dream up so much stuff up there. As I was in another world, I could create. And I knew I wanted to write, but I didn't know how the way that I do now. And yesterday, you know, I I see a cycle happening is what people challenge. They don't understand my contribution. To the planet, I guess. And when they try to crap on me or my abilities, that's when I show my, you know, everything that I've done or I say it or whatever. And I obviously have a signature way of talking. And then once I say it, and whatever they said is disproved, then they get mad. That, that I had to say all the good things. And it's like, but did you forget that you came at me with trying to tell me what I wasn't, you know? And then when I showed you the value in what it is that I do, then you say that I'm being egotistical or whatever. If, if you don't do that to me, and you can just accept what I'm giving you, then I have no reason to have to explain it to you. You know? I have no reason to explain it anyway. I think I'm done with that. But as an adult, with all, all the things that I've been through, I really feel so uh, grateful to the Father that an ability that I've I've always had but I you know you learn things over years you develop so many different experiences and just living and being around people and expressing yourself and everything you learn you know, and no matter, you know, I don't know what people are going to say or do. I really don't, you know, I have thoughts on that. But anyway, whatever it is that they do, I'm really proud that this talent that I had from a very young child, the yearning, 
I'm not going to call it that. It was a yearning to to want to show people stuff about people, about themselves, about us that people don't see or don't think is important or that they skip over. I, I always want to give... like insight into you know we think this about the situation or this person but if you get to to know them as crazy as it is can you can you understand why they feel the way that they feel and i think that writing is such an amazing way to do that that uh, I realize now like I've always because because I sang at an early age there was like this disconnect in a way because I was different you know other kids would be like oh that's the girl that sings or like I was with adults and so you know I was mostly with adults, so my mentality was was different from kids. Then when I was around kids, you know, I, you know, people that were uh, becoming young adults, then I kind of still had this kind of like aspect of my my heart that was very still very childlike, you know, because I never. I don't know, there were certain things that I just, I think I probably didn't go through socially. So, um, it was all out of sequence, the way that I experienced things and learned. But I don't regret any of that. I think that it's given me a perspective, you know, and, um... I don't know, I'm just proud that I think all everything that I went through, like even racism, hate, or see not even as for myself, watching other people, all kinds of people being discriminated against or um what do they call that? You know, just scandalized by certain people that didn't understand their mentality. Like, you know, sometimes I'll satirize something, but I do take very seriously how people feel, whatever it is, even if I don't agree with it. Even if I don't agree with it and it's not my zone, it's not how I operate, it's doesn't, it's not in line with my beliefs, I can respect how they feel and what they believe enough to write from being, uh, from empathizing with them. And that's just like respecting people on a level. And when I realized that this happens, you know, I'm not super famous or whatever, but like even pop stars or actors or whatever, like you feel, or even, even like athletes or whatever, it's like you get the identity of that thing that you excel at 
and people look at you differently. Even, even if you're, if somebody's attractive, it's like, oh, she's the pretty one or, you know, whatever it is, it changes how people relate to you. And so you can't just, like all the experiences that I had the past couple of years that were really, really difficult. And I went to my best friend and I told him everything. Not everybody can be that person or your person for you. They just, some people's mentality just can't take it. It's just like they're too much in the mundane mentality of this world and anything that's outside of it is just, uh, they mock it or they're scared of it. Or they just, people just decide not to deal with it as if it's like, I mean, and I kind of feel that that, I'm trying to remember everything. That's why I'm kind of saying everything as it's coming to me. It's like um, technology. We know that we have this advanced technology and it's here and it's being used. And yet everybody acts like it's so out of the ordinary and it just, it can't be believed. We know like yesterday, last night, if you look through my phone, we saw, or was it this morning? I don't know. Days are blending together. Um, what was it? Gollum from Lord of the Rings. They were showing you some behind the scenes and showing you how a regular human being, he had like all these different points, thousand points of light. Anyway, he had all these points on his face and it corresponded to whatever kind of CGI technology that they use. And in the movie, you could see a split screen side by side of, um, it was Andy's circus, I believe. They showed him both how he acted, not even with makeup on, but just had these little dots on his face and how it transferred and it on screen. It looked exactly like who he played in Planet of the Apes or Gollum. And we've all seen the behind the scenes. And we know that the elites or whomever has this technology. And literally anyone that's a good enough actor can play anyone and and be recorded digitally and be convincing as whoever they want to be. We know that that technology exists. But we just don't factor it in as a building block of, you know, how we perceive reality to be. So what I'm trying to tell you is the average person has a lot of blind spots in their computing and in their thinking where they just can't, there's certain truths, very basic, not hard to understand but possibly incredulous to their the monotony of their daily grind that they just cannot factor in as being a part of the script or the play that is their lives or what they're watching on TV that's being reflected back at them as the human existence that they or those that look like them should be living. So why am I saying that? What I'm saying that is 
the only time that I could have that intimacy of expression with talking to minds and the way that I conversate with people now is so different. Like, like I mean, I've always been able to talk to people and meeting them at their level, but what I'm trying to say is I think when I was younger, I just said, okay, well, when I sing it, I'll sing it. And when I have my audience, I'll, ha- I'll be able to tell them everything through my song. And I did. You know, I had a way of doing that. But when I, when things became disruptive and I was not guaranteed my audience on a regular basis because it was being manipulated, whether I would be able to perform, just like what's happening now with certain jobs or whatever, that's that's where the excitement is for me. So for people to ask me for what I do and I don't get that other payoff, it's it's not worth it for me. Singing is this multiple, multiple levels of why I think God gave me that. It's not just a job. It's not just a... It's, it's a part of me surviving in society. But I, you know, there's just... Me be, being able to be myself and sing the way my voice was constructed by accident in a very specific way. And even though using my mind and my creativity, I can approximate anything that I want. But I've never been accepted singing the way that I just naturally sing, it's it's very, very different from just anything that people are used to, and especially if they see my skin color, they're just not gonna, and it's not even about style. There's just not, there's just something to what I do and the way that I do it that is against the programming of how we're all made to hear and listen and everything and I'm not a castrato so even the way that we have to understand that every song that we're listening to is being written for voices that have a completely different physiology from regular human beings completely different the way that uh, a man that's been transgendered to sing uh, female to to appear female. You can, the the way where those breaks in that voice are, what how that's set up. Is so unique. You know, uh, a lot of people get around it, just because they if you're an untrained voice, and you just naturally uh, you always. You started in chest voice. You could be a regular human being that hasn't been transgendered, and you could probably navigate that. But if you, uh, if you're a woman, and you've been transgendered to sound like a male, 
your voice is going to be able to do things with the hormones that no regular female is going to be able to do. So the way that those songs are written, where the sweet spots are, where the climaxes are, where certain qualities and tone are, spaces are available for expression, completely different from regular human physiology. It's like, it's like you being just a regular human being and you're on a team of Justice League of, of super beings. You, you just, it's not that you're less than them or that you're not good or whatever. It's just you have a completely different trajectory. And I just got to a certain point where I was, re uh, unless it's opera, where my voice is completely, I'm still completely trained. I can just go there. But um, it takes a certain amount of effort for me to do certain things that people want. And it's shifting a lot of gears that is absolutely exhausting. And people just have no idea. They think singing is natural. No kind of singing is natural. There's a million things going on. A million things going on when someone is singing. And that's castrati or not castrati. It's a million things. And so I realize how repressed I've been with my own self-expression. And then the other straight jacket I felt was like, if I let out what I do, the second I let out what I do, he or other people are there to try to steal it and not enrich me. And not, I, it's like I can't build on anything. People are like, well, well why, oh, she's wasting time. Why doesn't she just do this? And why doesn't she just do that? Because it's freaking theft. Well, oh, it shouldn't affect anything. It does affect something. Because it's, it's my unique expression. It doesn't belong to anyone else. This is something intimate. That's in, it's important to me. It doesn't belong to them. They didn't earn it. They didn't create it. And that's how I feel about it. And so the fact that I could not be myself with my personality, with my training, with everything, I had to figure out a different way to communicate. And one of the refreshing things about comedy is that I can be everything that I am in every degree and the diversity just multiplies everything like fractals and I'm limitless and so people that don't understand oh she has this voice why oh why does she waste you know why does why does she think common I'm expressing myself I don't give a damn what way I have to do it. You want it to be singing? Then get the hell out of my way. Stop stealing. And I don't know how to express that to you, but it literally feels, it's a horrible, it's a horrible feeling. And it's a shame 
that that's what I have to connect to something that I used to love. But it's just been so much, so much negativity, so much constraint over who I am, my identity. I, I, they will not let me be myself. I could not get a record deal being myself. Because America is still in a racial trap. They're in a racial trap. Our minds are enslaved in these identity, uh, the identity construct. And why is that important? Because it affects my self-expression. And for me, for somebody that's isolated automatically as a singer, like like I told you, no, no matter what it is that you do, when you become like known for something or different, even though I wasn't super famous, at parties, at family dinners, everywhere, people do not talk to you the same. Once they've heard my voice or seen me perform, they're just different. You are different. And so the only time I can be on that same human level and talk to my fellow human being is when I have that audience. And I can't even build that audience just by doing little snippets because he'll steal it. He's like a crackhead. He can't he wants he wants that new creativity. And he'll make money off of it and say, Oh, make it the best way you can. I'm tired of that. I'm not saying that I ha I, I've forgiven him. But I'm also not going to let him violate me and nobody else is going to violate me. And so now, what I used to be able to do vocally, I can do in comedy. And larger than comedy, now I have an even bigger canvas with movies, with, with writing, that I can literally... So so I I always... I always was a visual artist from the time I was a child. And uh, just the nature of my life. I, I've been working since I was like eight years old. Working. Meaning no, you know, not much free time. Here and there maybe, but not really. I was always in the opera house. I lived in the opera house. That was it. That was my childhood. So all these people talking about their grind, you can take a damn seat. Because while you were playing with toys, I was working. So you could take a very nice seat and shut your mouth while you're there. But anyway, in that happening with the visuals, even though I had all the art stuff, by the time I, I don't know, that I got in my room and I, it takes time to set things up in your room and to be able to, to, to draw and paint. You have to have a space. An artist always has to have a workshop. And so even when I lived in Brooklyn and I, I when, when my mom was sick, I definitely turned to art even before my comedy. And um, I had space and I could just draw. I need space when I'm going to do anything visual. I just can't have a lot of crap around. I just need to have space. 
and I and so that I can see other things other than just what's all on top of me, what's in front of me. And when I was in Brooklyn, even, and I I had that impulse to draw characters, situations, blah, 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 blah. I did do some drawing there, but I didn't have enough space. I didn't have, I didn't have space to create. So I couldn't turn things that wanted to manifest into what I wanted because I didn't have the space. So the characters that I wanted to draw, I ended up just trying to figure out how to just become it. And and it impacted my acting a lot. The limitations, the limitations of on my self-expression made me go harder in other areas nobody ever nobody ever sees the work that I do or how how intense I go after they don't they don't get it they just think oh you're talented no honey it's work believe me and it, it's just the thinking part of it is even exhausting People do not, people will give somebody credit for making something in front of them. And yet a writer that could create a whole world like a Harry Potter, a world that millions of people can live in, could create that over a day or two weeks or whatever, not talking about the book, but just creating the world and somebody will be like, oh, that person didn't do as much work because they were like sitting down or they were laying down or they were dreaming or I, I didn't see them physically do anything. Creating is different from manual labor. And really ignorant people need to be enlightened on that. There are all different types of people, like there's different types of animals. Some people are a barber, is in his shop, and he's cutting those hairstyles. And every single second, you can see every single stroke of what he's doing. But you don't always see the time and the effort that is spent by a visual artist, a filmmaker, or a writer. The time that it takes them to absorb their environment and to digest that environment, to be affected by that environment, to be moved by the people in the environment and to understand them and then to dream what could these people do what does that mean to us here in this dimension how does it look it takes a lot 
to do that it's not the same as you um It's not the same as people that just do a very simple grind every day. You know, uh, uh, I'm serving hamburgers at Wendy's or I'm, uh, I don't know, even if you work at a desk and you're, you're doing human resources or whatever and you think you work so hard, do you know how, how many details, how many subtle nuances go into the imagination of somebody that is creating some sometimes I just sit down and I write and I just have it and I've seen it but usually I've had to dream about something a lot or feel very very close to I have to in order for me to do impressions I I have that person has to like I gotta like really absorb that person it's like actors. It's a very spiritual thing. So all of this rush and this kind of like just run through life, you know. First of all, I'm a very fast writer. I'm I'm fast. I, I'm pretty quick processing anything that I need to do. But what really annoys me is the freaking hell that I get from people that don't understand how I need to process. I'm not just, I am not just pulling ideas out of the ether. A lot of things have to go. My mental state, my physical state, what I see, what I hear, everything. I'm painting inside of myself and no I don't need to to put it on paper for you to see so you know that I worked you can kiss my natural you know what I don't I don't need to do it that way that's the slow way of doing it that's the slow retarded way of doing things I am not you that is not I hate to tell you that is not how really really superior people do things if you if you read if you know the story of mozart he had already finished it in his head and then he wrote it down there's different times you'll get it all or you'll just get parts and you write stuff down but there was a way that my mother also worked which was to create things in your mind and you can change whatever it is you need without you don't ever need an eraser you don't even need I can just adjust things without even having to take a moment to stop and while I'm still creating other things and then when I'm done it's already there and then I just do it and then people are like oh like that three days I was trying to write something for uh some contest that was ultimately fake. But uh, I was trying to write something and uh, these people were like, oh, you didn't do this, you didn't do that. And they didn't even understand 
that my subconscious and my my whole being, my spiritual body, my etheric body was creating that whole movie. And I had not written down a single word. I've grown to the point where I trust myself that I know. I know when I know when it's there, I know when it's ready, and I know I know how much time it takes me to do whatever it is that I need to do. And I guess I'm I'm pleading the case for creatives that don't have space because people will not let them be. We don't let children be. We don't let them dream anymore. We've packed their day from the time they go to school, the time they get home, they're doing homework all night long. There's no dreaming going on. There's no soul expression going on of that individual's soul and spirituality. It takes time. I don't care what the hell it is that you do to get to the cellular level where your soul is in it, and that's where the excellence is. And that's what really ignorant-ass people that are always trying to shade people, always trying to like, oh, da 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 If you have that much free time on your hands, you are not a creator. Because me as a creator, every second, my being is doing things. And it's going to go into what I'm doing. But so I, could go to a, I could go to a dinner party and meet a bunch of people. And I'm not trying, I'm not trying to put down this person because I think he's understanding me better. But these idiots, many idiots in the music industry would be like, oh, she just wasted a night having so much fun. And she just, she took a day off and da 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 And it's so much nonsense. You are freaking ignorant. You are mindless. And that's why your writing sucks, rotten eggs. When I go through an evening like that, I come home with gemstones, gemstones, Precious stones, gold, diamonds, silver. From everything, everything that I experienced. And I can spin that into whatever I want. Beauty beyond anything. The beauty of people. If you don't live if you don't experience and have that time to where your spirit lets go and you're, you can be in an event and network, but it doesn't have to be like, okay, can I have your number? Oh, can I have your, oh, can I come over next week? Can I get to know you? Can I, uh, you know, like these like hyperactive people that want to like just Step over anybody to get ahead and just, it's all about, oh, I got to, using people for grind instead of just meeting somebody and being like, who are you? What, what vibration are you on? Oh, I'm on this vibration. Oh, yeah, how's it over there? Oh, what could, where could we go together with that? See, that 
that matching of frequencies. That's where magic is. But we can't even ever get to that. Because people are being taught to have all these motives and to be um, getting ahead and got to get mine. And what is this? You know, I, I, I don't even understand it. I am not that desperate. I am not that desperate. I don't care if you think it's not ambitious. I'm extremely ambitious. But it can, in a completely different way from many of my counterparts that I've worked with, that just their only goal is money. The goal is money, fame, big, this, that. That's the goal. And so when they're creating, they're they're not going to get the same thing as somebody that is thinking, oh, they're living for the story. They're living for these people. They're li- it's it, what your motivation is in creating is so huge. So now, and so, you know, some people have different values. Well, well, you should do this because you'd make so much more money and you'd be so much more famous and whatever. And they just don't get it. A true artist, and I don't think it matters what facet of the arts that you do. If you are putting your soul in it, and it is your unique soul expression, and it's so precious. And I don't, I've never seen an instance where somebody is doing that on a consistent basis and other human beings aren't interested in it enough to pay for it or to want to see it or to want to be near it. Because that's what we're here to do. And that's why we're inspired when we see someone that has found something, whatever it is, and they've they've stepped it up their consciousness to to some kind of plane where even in this world where we're all rats in a cage they found some kind of freedom somewhere and that's why they deserve whatever they get paid because they found a way outside of the constraints of this system, which is by design specifically created to keep the human being in a lockbox so that you do not transcend. You don't find anything out other than what you are told, other than what you are seen. And so you end up living vicariously through whatever entertainment they give you. It takes such curiosity, specific curiosity, to find your unique soulless expression. And then to be a warrior and to know how and to what degree 
fight for your right to do it and still get along in this world and still survive and meet your basic needs. For the first time in a long time, I feel like I found a way to transcend that I used to do in singing that you know, there's still too many constraints there and maybe maybe when the justice comes those constraints will be removed and voila. But for right now I've I have found another way for me to be able to touch other minds one on one where my goal in writing is that whenever you read something that I wrote, that you don't think that I'm anything other than a part of yourself. You know? That that I'm you when you're reading that. I'm you. And you're me. That's how I... I aspire my writing to be that we are we're parts of God and so that's how we connect and I try to give the absolute truth of what it is and maybe what we're denying the truth that we deny that we don't want to see You're going to see it. You're definitely going to see it whether you want to or not. But there's a difference between seeing it and recognizing it. And there's even steps after that, but some people can't even... Actually, let me shut up. Some people can't even see it. Some people can't even handle seeing it. But if they do, it doesn't mean that they... Any lights go off as to what it could mean to them or anybody else. It's just a picture. It's just a film. It's just a dress. It's just a song. It's just a podcast. It's just a, a meal. Whatever it is that they say to themselves. If you want to live all the way. You have to be willing at a certain point to at least. There are ways of seeing. And protecting yourself from. From evil. And bad behavior. But you can know that it's there. And not be unenlightened about it. So anyway, I talked a long time. I said all of this to say, I hope you get it. That what I was really trying to say is that I achieved. Because I found a way to live boundless. If 
I don't have pens to draw or space to paint. If I if my sewing machine isn't working, if I don't have needle and thread or a dress, if I don't have an audio interface to connect to my computer to even play any MIDI instruments to record anything, if I don't have a microphone to attach to put in it, if I don't have a camera to properly film myself. I didn't have a printer to even print anything that I wrote or any monologues on the internet or whatever. I have it now, but <sighs> when life like gets in your way like that, circumstances, sometimes it happens beyond you. The first thing everybody wants to say is, oh, it's your fault. How many times do we blame people for everything? doesn't matter what it is, from sexual assault to why the milk spilled, why somebody died. When it's always trying to find a human hand in it when sometimes it's just part of just living. How can you go beyond the limitations? I'm doing the heavy lifting. I'm doing the hard work. I'm doing that. But I'm dealing with people that act like they can't see it. And they don't understand its value. When at the same time they're trying to use the techniques that I'm developing. And that's something I've had to try to fight for many years. And it didn't matter what discipline I did just barnacles people that want to suck everything out of someone else and not give anything back that's slavery and that's the enslavement that we're dealing with now a handful of people that got us thinking that we're supposed to be working like rats from sun up to sun down to the point where we forget that we're living on this beautiful earth and we can experience so many levels of reality. We never eat. How many people are born, have a midlife crisis, have, have kids, have a midlife crisis, and are buried? And they've never transcendent on any plane on any plane they're living on earth now there's a lot of people that would say well you right now in your life you're not physically active so therefore you're not living and you don't spend a lot of time outside and whatever even though they know it's $20 a day for me to travel anywhere to do anything that doesn't even factor in it because you've got people that want to just bring you down and be negative and not be about what you are actually doing or support what you're doing. But they want to take, they want to glean everything from your experience. But they don't, they don't want to support back in so that you can make a living. That's one thing. 
But to that I say, I don't know if Stephen Hawking was a real person or not. I don't know if half these characters we see are real people. But the people that we do see like that, where he went in his mind with the papers that he published, mathematically, scientifically, philosophically, he broke barriers that people that have no physical limitations and go outside every day, they never get, never even got to that. So achievement can be had on any level, on any plane. Just because you, you know, did athletics or whatever and you're, you're in the best shape of your life, don't think that you're having a greater experience than somebody that is... Uh, a, a quadriplegic of uh, somebody that can't move their legs, but they can paint the hell out of something and paint universes. We are more than one aspect. We are more than just body. We are more than just mind. We are more than just physical. We are more than just spiritual. There are many, many planes and many, many ways of experiencing this existence. So for somebody to be like, well, Friday and Saturday nights, she doesn't go and get ripped and go and get laid, so she's not really living. Yeah, but look at all the places that I'm traveling with the knowledge that I'm learning. I'm, I don't have a lot of funds to just go out and spend and just be reckless and just throw money in the toilet by drinking or, you know, spending. I could be spending money on dresses, but I don't because I make my dresses. So instead of me working a nine to five for a hundred dollars a day or whatever most people make, if it's even that after taxes, so that I can come home exhausted, sleep, and then uh, go out and shop and buy a dress to $300 and they're spending three to $400 on shoes and then they're going to go out, you know, so that they can be seen and uh, spend another couple of hundred or whatever. How is that any better than me being right here and creating dresses that thousands of people can wear? So there could be thousands of nights of people having experiences. Or of me, while I'm creating a dress, I'm hearing, I'm, ex- I'm doing so many things at once. And I like it that way. And I don't have to owe you any explanations. Sometimes it relaxes me. Sometimes it, it, you can do one thing. Why don't you cut this off while you do this and do that and just really do this and really do that? No, there are different levels of consciousness that you have to go in to, to create different types of content. Oh, Yes. So you've got a bunch of people that do not know how other people's brains work, how they manifest what they manifest. They, they can't manifest it, but they're imposing what they think and how they think it ought to be done on your life. They think they're better than you because they went out to some party and they drank their butts off and they got laid and they got a bunch of numbers and someone saw their car and said they were this and they're that. They think that's achievement. 
Whereas a creative person that sat with their cat and might have written a book or who knows what they did, meditated, did some yoga, whatever the heck it is that they did. How, how I'm not saying one is better than the other. I'm saying each of us has a unique physiology that works specifically for us. And we talk about embracing differences, and yet we're not. And what I see with this gender thing is, I see people that talk about transcending gender being constrained to more gender stereotypes than anything in the world. Well, I'm all about Barbies because that's what a girl does. And I want to do girl things. Guess what? You know, a long time ago, conceptions of who did what were totally different based on the sexes. Like, it was mostly men that were chefs. You know? I think it was mostly men that were doll makers. We are perceptions. We, We... we are being fed so much contrived doctrine where you are conforming your life to such a narrow perception. If I look like this, therefore I'm that. Peace to you, however you want to construct your, however you want to look. It's not about that for me. I'm saying all of us, no matter what we look like or that we think we want to look like, There is so much more to the human experience than that reflection in the mirror. A couple of days ago, I don't know what it is that I was working on. You guys know, like it was, it's been a month now since I was like marathon watching Twilight Zone. I'm hearing an Asian DNA test. And what's funny is like a bunch of ambiguous race people are taking this test and it's like, I don't know, it's just really funny to see them. It's like price is right. When they say a certain race, they go, yeah, you know, they go, really? Yes. Oh, they're so excited. 7.2% Balkan, 6.5% Italian. I'm wondering if, if like... You know, the people that make these tests are just having fun with people. That'd be really fun. And then on top of that, you have 1% French and German. Oh, Ooh, look oh. at you. This is a common point of confusion. When we say <laughs> French and German, people. that doesn't just mean that you're thinking about, like, France and Germany. It kind of means the countries that are really close to them, like, bordering them in that area. So that includes, like, the Netherlands, Belgium, mm. Luxembourg, Switzerland, Austria. So, like, a bunch of countries in there. It's like... I wonder if it's like every one of your your uh, ancestors that got with another ancestor. So it's, it's really like who got with who and made babies with who. I mean, it's, it's, it's really kind of just... I don't know. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? That's really all your DNA is. It's like who got down with who? And the whole history of it, like, I mean, is a... 10.8 Scandinavian, so like, 
how many Scandinavians did what with how many of your other ancestors? And then it's interesting to me how the tree probably moves over, you know, like when you have certain percentages and then one hookup can like totally change the outcome of a family. It's just really I, interesting. She's not even done. She's not even done. Your list is long. Man, I'm the most boring guy. <laughs> like Legos. <laughs> My family's been all around, apparently. <laughs> 6% Iberian. Wow. Oh my How do you feel? God. A lot of people are I Iberian. Wait, are, are we even done yet? Nope. How many people even talk about Iberia? 6.6% .6 Western Asian and North African DNA. Most of that is Western Asian. That's something we would maybe historically have called the Middle East. It includes countries from Iran, Iraq, to Turkey, Syria. Um, oh, Look at their faces. It's like, I'm telling you, it's a game show. Oh, places in the, uh, Where they queue in, in like, what, me? Oh, that's a lot. That's a lot. 6% also have 0.1%. Too bad they're not going to win anything except, you know. Maybe racism? And Sub-Saharan African heritage. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> okay, now I can do I the fist pump really and feel really comfortable about it. Oh, no. I can't wait to tell my parents. I need to save up a lot of money. Did you know I could have gotten the United Negro College Fund? Vacation days. I need a passport. Crazy. Yeah, Rachel Dolezal can get it. You probably can. No, I don't have a passport <laughs> even. Time to get one. I know. All right, Jasmine. What do you think you know, or what do you know about your heritage? I know absolutely nothing. Well, there's my some dad black in there. doesn't I know his father. I've never met my mom's dad from the point of my birth. My dad's African-American, my mom's white, and so it's been from that point on, this is what you're going to deal with type of thing. Not, we're going to go back in history, but it's like, this is the problems that are going to be in front of you. In the Girl, what are 3 you? 3% French and German. Okay. 4.3% British and Irish with evidence of recent ancestry in the United Kingdom. Oh, okay. And then 1.6% I. Asian, 
which is pretty cool. In what world? Yeah, never would I have guessed that. 0.2% Native American and 1.1% broadly Asian and Native American. Wow. Only 0.2. We're not done still. So, so is that like two people? got with your great 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 two great 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 hookups on the Native American side. So have one percent I wonder how the percentage points translate into how many people did what with whom. Do you know what I mean? Maybe not, but Western Asian and North African DNA. 0.3% of that is Western Asian. Some people might describe as the Middle East um spanning from Iraq and Iran, all the way over to Turkey, and wow. like Lebanon and Syria, and so it could be kind of anywhere in there. That's insane. And See then just girls. to wrap it up, three point four percent unassigned. That's a lot. Damn. That I'm could be that could be alien DNA though. Everything. <laughs> the East Asian and like never has that been talked about. These people will never be the same. Oh. Oh no, oh no, oh no. Ancestry.com results. We have your saliva test back from, the, from They think they're 100% Italian. Yeah. Took you about an hour to spit you up. Got it back? Oh no. We got all the results back. Yeah. So the results that Break we got they're going to give us are about 98% sure. Yeah. So they were able to go back for sure 250 years to see where you came from. And then before that. <laughs> Look before, at these people's face. Uh -huh. <laughs> the way they do this is by. By taking your DNA no, and seeing where the mutations are. You know what I mean? Can I just say? Something that goes wrong in the program. This defect happened this time of year. I want to say the truth because I know where we come from. I know where we come from. France. All from France? Yeah. Okay, well, we're going to see. 100% from France? Yeah. Okay, let's see where you come from. But how do you know where those people came from? Are you ready? You want to see? Can I say something? No, that's what the wait. Oh, oh, they think it's Mori Povich. <laughs> They're not ready for he this. Did. Right. When right. he did it, they didn't have DNA. Through the churches. Yeah. <laughs> Most people, yeah, that watch TV, like the only thing they can connect it with is like, a black person is your great, 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 great grandfather. <laughs> Wait, wait, there's more. 8% of you, of your genes, or your your, or your genetics. Your, your... And then another 6% comes from the United Kingdom. There's people in your background that came from England. This man is so astonished. He is not happy. <laughs> He's like, hold the cannoli. The what? Here, they're able to go back to 1750. That's very cool. <laughs> 1750. Most oh, no. of you was right here. Oh, no, sorry. Southern Italy. Where? Italy. This. Southern Italy. This, uh, this area here. It doesn't go to the town. See the, the yellow dots? Yeah. That's where they traced your people with your DNA. Oh, no, is he mad? He's not from Rome. Oh, Napoli. Potenza. Oh boy, what about Wait, what's over here? This is Calabria. Calabria. Calabria is hey, Calabria. Look like it's getting a little close to Africa, if you ask me. And you have no Sicily. You have no Sicily. No, it just comes to Calabria. You have no Sicily. I don't know if this man is like upset or what. I looked it up.
country from the Middle East. It's a company called Fiorella Foods. He just told this guy he's from far from the Middle East. This guy looks like... In Iran. And they distribute food worldwide. And you're directly, directly related to them. Oh, so am I. Maybe you got an inheritance over there, huh? Never know. So now, in 1850, another 50 years goes by, we get the first emigrants from this area. See the dotted line? You started to move out. They went to New York, right? Went to New York. Where was that? 1850, and they went north. To close to France. Did you see that over there? Yeah. Right here. 1850. They went to Switzerland. That's where they went. Alright. I just want to see this guy's. What year did he come? This guy's like, I don't know. So now we now we came through an interesting name on this list. And it says Anna Fiorella. Your DNA is a matching. With who? With him. Oh God, they're related. <laughs> ah, they're related. Yes. Anna Fiorella was what your this life was your daughter. It was Fiorella was talking. No, Anna Fiorella was donated her saliva here. Oh, Anna Fiorella and uh, <laughs> Do they have a common ancestor? Yeah, but, but this is why you though. This is now. This is today. Oh now? You <laughs> and her. It's saying if 98% positive that you and Anna Fiorella here are third or fourth cousins. Oh no. You say Gugini. <laughs> this couple's like what? You and Daddy are related. Your cousin. Like, you're very, like, like, you uh, have very, very close family. They're related. They, they don't related. seem happy. <laughs> you guys can't see this, but the wife looks like a little upset. And the husband's like, what? Who did this? Who did this? Yes. Yeah, yeah. like, Come on. Not, <laughs> She's grabbing a drink. <laughs> you're not going to marry Rose's kid's kid now, are you? No, it's not like kid's that. Kid. So you got your cousin. Like 60 years ah. younger than me. It's <laughs> just like you gotta keep saying. And we could keep checking to see if there's more names coming. This is the show you So what do you think about that, guys? Right here, I, well, to me, it seems like you're very strange. It makes sense. Very, very strange. It makes complete sense. Italy's it a small place. I completely agree. No, it only happened because you. The wife is so, so upset. I cannot tell you. You can see her face. Oh no, she's But so the upset. circles look the same. But yeah, that. you see how like how very closely they were. Yeah. That, and they only that closely because you guys are cousins. Yeah. That yeah. Very similar. Yeah. 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 Like that. Maybe it sounds so weird. weird. Oh, oh. This very looks like you are. He was ten percent from Middle East. She's eleven percent from Middle East. It's the, the wife is upset. We, we're gonna go. Okay, so these white people are doing some um, tests on their kids, and they're the kids are black, um, but the parents are white. And they need to do a DNA test, I guess, to see where they got these kids from. I don't know. Let's find out. Okay, so actually, <laughs> this next episode, I think it actually is Lori Povich. Um, like I said, it's a white family. <laughs> They're trying to figure out 
where these kids came from. Oh. You love them, don't you? But you don't think they're yours. Just everybody just kept on every time we were out somewhere, my my family, they would just say that they're not. There's no way at all. Amanda says she didn't cheat on you. Look, look, look at this. Somebody come look at this. Look at this. Oh no. Look at this. Look at this. That's what she says. You believe her? I, a part of me wants to believe her. Parts but of the insecurities him. after with everything that's going on in her life. It's everything's just hard. Can I tell you something? Oh no. We asked her to take a lie detector test. She wouldn't do it. Oh. Bitch, what? Oh. Oh, oh, no, now. Don't curse. I didn't take the... They wanted me to take the lie detector test about the prison stuff. Not about the... Not about that I supposedly cheated on him over my twins. I the see. lie detector test was about the situation in the prison. And me and him have dealt with that. That was after our kids were born. Right. It had nothing to do with why we were here today. You, you have an appliance store, right? You gotta come in yes. no matter what I do. you take the kids there. Yep. And what do the customers say? Sorry, All of them say, are them. they adopted? And I say, supposedly I'm their father. <laughs> we're gonna find out. As you can see, the kids look different from their parents. All he does is question our twins, and I'm positive he's the father. I have never cheated on James. Look at your little girl, look at your little boy. You love them, don't you? Yes, I do. But you don't think they're yours. Because I ain't never missed a day. So clearly you've been having some conjugal visits with some other motherfuckers other than me. Oh, oh no, I don't like That's this not person. We're going to find out. When it comes to four-year-old Stormy James, you are not. Bruh. When it comes to four-year-old Jameson, James, you are not the father. Can we just talk? Oh hell no! That he would be there for these kids. No, he said he'd be there for Bring the kids. Out. He doesn't want to be there for me. What? So, so wait. He doesn't want to what? He doesn't want to care for you? No. <laughs> wait, are they his kids? Right. Is she laughing? <laughs> They're yours. Even though you're not the birthday. They're yours. Well, come on. Anybody could have told that that's not... That's not, uh, okay. That was pretty obvious, I thought. Oh, my cat just came out. Uh, that was crazy. I just watched something on Instagram. It's like all these people watching the results from the election come in. They look like they just had nervous breakdowns. It's just like how many therapists are going to just have money coming in left and right how many people are going to be like calling in literally sick because <laughs> of election day
<laughs> Whatever wave hit them the wrong way. I told you, I told you the wave was gonna hit New York. Who knows where else? Where else it hit? I don't have TV, so I don't even know. I'll find out tomorrow. One of life's little mysteries. Something to look forward to tomorrow. Kyle of Powers after hours. I know. Hey, it's Kyla Powers, and I'm back. I never go. I never go anywhere. I never go to sleep. Uh, we're gonna do Kyla Powers Night at the Movies in honor of Election Day and this kind of conspiracy theory that's probably true, which has got uh, Trump from a lineage of Highlanders. It's like, I just wanna know. He's, he's like Scottish, he's got this history. What is it about? And then, what world of coincidence is that the soundtrack is provided by Queen? Which is highly relevant at this moment with the Queen biopic out. So I think this is the perfect movie night movie. Highlander. You might hear my phone do crazy things. Roll with it, okay? Here we go. Kyla Powers Radio presents Sean Connery and some other people. I don't know who. Mel Gibson. I don't know. We'll find out. It's straight from the 80s. Blast from the past. Everybody shut up and put your cell phone away. From the dawn of time we came, moving silently down through the centuries, living many secret lives, struggling to reach the time of the gathering. When the few who remain will battle to the last. To the last. No one has ever known we were among you. See, I told you. Until now. Actually, we're skipping ahead. That looks like Freddie Mercury right there. Does your trench coat have to be if you're not Inspector Gadget? Doesn't this sound like the beginning of the bad video, Michael Jackson? 
somebody in the head with a pole, a fire pole, and then they get back up here and can run in the rain. And then this guy, he can't just run off. He's got to do backflips or somersaults off. Isn't it more practical to just run? Instead of getting your hands wet, you don't know if there's pee on the cement. You don't know. This guy's like rolling under car. That's why he has the trench coat there. To absorb the pee, the rain, and the gasoline. Oh no. Christine know that the cars are like tripping out. He's seeing something in all the ways. Skip forward, I'm so sorry. He saw the light, the light came, the cars came on. And they went back in time. I did my kilt the first time I went into battle. <laughs> this guy's all his pieces go all the time. <laughs> I had a friend 
which is an actress who will not be, <laughs> I will not say names, but I was like, I've never seen anybody with a forehead like this, but they exist actually. <laughs>
jailhouse in Baltimore. Why? Because there's black people now this time. You see how racial it is? <laughs> this guy's playing the blinking game with the interrogator. Ever see this guy before, Nash? Name's Vasilek, Polish national. Had his head chopped off in New Jersey two nights ago. Oh. Ever get over to New Jersey, Nash? Not if I can help it. <laughs> funny, Nash. Where are you from? Lots of different places. You're an antique dealer, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. What's that? A sword? Wise up, smartass. It's a sword of omens. Come on. It's a Toledo Salamanca broadsword worth about a million bucks. So? So you want to hear a theory? Mm-hmm. You went down that garage to buy this sword from that guy. What's his name? I don't know. You tell me. Okay, his name is Amon Fazil, and you thought about the price and cut off his head. Want to hear another theory? This Fazil was so upset about lousy wrestling tonight. He went down to the garage and in a fit of depression cut off his own head. That's not funny, Walt. You faggot, Nash? Why, Garfield? You cruising for a piece of ass? Oh, no. I'll tell you what happened, Russell. You went down to the garage for a blowjob. You just didn't want to pay for it. <laughs> you are sick. You know, this humor has always been like this. This Abner Louima kind of humor has been happening since the 80s. We didn't know. Hey, hey! Hey, hey, what are you doing? Hey, stop! Stop it! Wait, crazy! Am I under arrest? Not yet. Then we're through. Dash, we're just getting started. Garage and water from the sprinkler. It also left a man's decapitated body lying on the floor next to his own severed head. A head which at this time has no name. I know his name. See, that's what happened. She was thinking of Trump, and she's like, what could I do? Excuse me, what could I do to debase him, take him down a peg? Oh, I know, he's Scottish, so I'll cut off his head like Highlander. I'm telling you, that's what she thought. She just snatched the idea right there from Highlander. I'm telling you, these comedians out here. Candy. Yuck. Of course you are. Oh, no. That was a prostitute. Come on in. Hiya. Hi. Got a present for you from the corner. Yeah, what's that? Pieces of metal. Found them on a dead guy under the garden. In the wound and on the clothes. You know what's really funny? In the 80s, if you were looking for somebody named Brenda, nine times out of ten, that person was probably white. 
And today, if you say, oh, you just gotta meet my friend Brenda, your boy's probably gonna be like, oh, is she black? Real smooth shape. about one night stands. These are some deep songs. Madison Square Garden. Do you go there often? If it was deeper Why? than that, right? Like he wrote like he was really loving whoever it was. So if he didn't and these were one night stands, this, this is just like random hookups. Can you imagine how good his pickup lines must have been on this? Basketball, just thinking out. The circus, wrestling. Why are you asking me about the garden? Have you been following me? See, stalkers used to come right out. I'd like right to out. walk you home, Brenda. I'd, oh, look at this! Stalkers used to come right out in the '80s. Yeah, girl. Wrap you around my foot. Post bed on those beds. Cannabis. I'm gonna take care of myself. Do you like that? I'm a cop, I got a gun. Another thing about the 80s. Oh no, the homeless were more dangerous. Oh no, that's. They took it back to Scotland. You saw the Windangers. He should have died. I see he's got the devil in him. Dude just walked in. Same dude that chopped off the guy's head, but he's back in Scotland now. Obviously, people know him. I don't know. Maybe he's the Laird. Jesus. Sean Connery. And I'm at your service. Just up like Johnny Depp from uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. What do you want? Oh. You. You're Connor McLeod. Maybe I am. You're Connor McLeod, wounded in battle and driven from your village of Glenfinnan five years ago. Who are you? It's a quickening. We are the same, McLeod. 
Sorry, I have to narrate this because dialogue doesn't really tell you. Anyway, he's sharpening his sword in a really nice apartment. A Metallurgical History of Sword Making by Brenda. The same Brenda that we met. He's reading her book. And she was the chick that he met in the club. Sometimes, McLeod, the sharpest blade is not enough. I don't like boats. I don't like water. I'm a man, not a fish. Well, you complain endlessly. You look like a woman, you stupid haggis. Uh. Haggis? What is haggis? Oh. Sheep stomach stuffed with meat and barley. And what do you do with it? <laughs> you eat it. How revolting. <laughs> Be still, for God's sake. You'll tip us over. So? I cannot swim, you Spanish peacock. I'm not Spanish. I'm Egyptian. You said you were from Spain. You're a liar. You have the manners of a goat. And you smell like a dung heap. Why do you have a Scottish And you have no knowledge whatsoever of your potential. If you're Egyptian. Now! Get out! No! Help! 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 You know, this is a lot like Star Wars. I think uh, Sean Connery is supposed to be like a meaner Yoda. Scottish Yoda. Why does the sun come up? Hmm? Maybe or are the stars just pinholes in the curtain of night? I don't know. Who knows? What I do know is that because you were born different, oh, no. men will fear you, <gasps> try to drive you away, like the people of your village. must learn to conceal your special gift oh, and harness your power until the time of the gathering. What gathering? When only a few of us are left, we will feel an irresistible pull towards a faraway land to fight for the prize. Oh, no. Come on! These are the secrets! Master! 
like Ray, remember Ray and um... Never lose your temper. If your head comes away from your neck, it's over. Extend your thrust, you're vulnerable and off balance. <laughs> Heather, please. McLeod, come on. See what sort of swordsman you've become? On God. save you that pain. Please, let Heather go. This is very alchemist. When we first met, you felt ill, remember? That wasn't the first time you felt that sensation, was it? No. When the McClouds fought the Frasers, and a black night, I 
felt it then. Only it was different, more painful. That Black Knight was a Kurgan. It's because of him that I sought you out. Who is the Kurgan? And where does he come from? Well, the Kurgans were an ancient people from the steppes of Russia. For amusement, they tossed children into pits with hungry dogs to fight for meat. Okay. The Kurgan. He is the strongest of all the immortals. He is the perfect warrior. If he wins the prize, mortal man will suffer an eternity of uh, darkness. I bet you remember. How do you fight such a savage? With heart, faith, steel. In the end, there can be only one. It must have been very dangerous for you. Well, I was very much in love with her, my dear Heather. She was the only thing on my mind. Not danger. So, holding the rose in my teeth, I climbed up on the rooftop, lowered a rope, and swung in through the open window. Unfortunately, the lady was no longer there. <laughs> what did you do? I introduced myself to the lady that was there. She was most helpful. <laughs> oh, would you like some more wine? Yes, please. Get out. What's wrong? There's a disturbance in the forest. Giants. Kurgan. Oh, man, giants. Y'all need to hear this. For you. You waste your time. Building. 
to the 80s. I gotta get my little transition music. <laughs> about what? What can you tell me about a seven-foot lunatic hacking away with a broadsword at one o'clock in the morning, New York City, 1985? Not much. What about a Japanese sword dated 600 BC? The metal in the blade folded 200 times. <laughs> I don't deal in exotic weapons. Can I show you something in 18th century silver? It's not why I came here and you know. I thought we might have dinner. Did you? Yes. I thought I'd have you for dinner. So I'm standing there, sure. and there's Brenda. Oh, no. Our little Brenda. Mm. You sure it was Brenda? Heck yeah, it was Brenda. She was in Nash's shop. She was talking to him. in the back of your head people are asking about you what am I supposed to say hmm? <laughs> tell them I'm immortal children that they said they ate or threw Don't be out or whatever. What's your name? Rachel. This is some pizza gate stuff right here. Everybody's dead. Oh no. Shh. I'm like you, I'm alone. Come with me, Rachel. Go, girl, go. Jack, you're the master race. Let's go. That was a long time ago. Would you listen to me for one moment, please? You can't hide your feelings from me. 
I've known you too long. What if you like oh, How about so loneliness? Good. I'm not lonely. Oh. I've got everything I need right here. Oh, no, you don't. Is that Juliana? No. You refuse to let anyone love you. Love is for poets. I'm a criminal. You're such a romantic, Rachel. I'm a Highlander. You always were. You're a secretary. I gotta go. <laughs> and he really does walk out. And she really did stand there looking at him. Oh, goodness. The 80s. Quepards. They're drinking messy BC. Samurai. Very nice. Shall we have a toast? Yes. He's smelling the hell out of his drink. Brandy. Brandy. Bottled in 1783. Those wow. are his powers. 1783 was a very good year. Mozart wrote his great mass. Okay. The Montgolfier brothers went up in their first balloon. It's getting spiritual. And England recognized the independence of the United States. Finally. Is that right? Her own book. You bastard. Where did you find this? I have an extensive library. Why is he a thing. bastard for finding Your bio a book? doesn't mention the Met. It says you work for the police. In forensics. Are you and Moran trying to set me up? I don't work for Moran. Then why is that bald policeman sitting outside watching your apartment? Yeah. You remember him. Mine's sitting telling me. What are you gonna do? The question is, what are you gonna do? You gonna turn up the tape or are you gonna shoot me with a 45? Get out! I am not looking for a killer. I am looking for a sword, the one used on Fazio. I found pieces of it under the garden. I only want to see the samurai. Why? I told you because it's not supposed to exist. Pieces of the blade at 600 BC. The metal had been folded 200 times. Now the Japanese didn't start making swords like that till the Middle Ages. So where the hell did it come from? If I could verify the existence of such a weapon, it would be like discovering a 747 a thousand years before the Wright brothers ever flew. Oh no. This is crazy. Wait a minute, Nash. I want some answers. You want? Don't you ever think about anything except what you want? It's a kind of magic. <laughs> I think she does. I don't think she does, Brenda. You must leave her, brother. There's no time for us. 
somebody else. Or he had to like go to a different age where. In the years to come, will you light a candle and remember me on my birthday? Okay. I love. I will. I really want to. I wanted to have you children. They would have been strong and fine. It's a close talk. I hope you'd get your head chopped off, asshole. Yeah. <laughs> and you! That's right. Shut it! <laughs> it's an old black man's laughing. got stabbed in the stomach is still alive. He's saying he threw him against the wall. He was a really tall guy and he threw him against the wall. Police commissioner is like, I'll get like one step beyond. Yeah, listen, when we get out there, remember, all we got is an eyewitness. Now, don't say anything about sword fights in New York City or guys glowing in the dark, for Christ's sake. Hey, Moran, have you read what it says in here? You didn't, Tony. You know cops can't read. What does incompetent mean? 
that mayor, he calls me at 2 o'clock in the morning. I mean, I don't even answer the phone anymore. Hey, what does that move mean? <laughs> Sharia law like this. Well, she had the baby and she died. So Nash was illegitimate. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was illegitimate. For about a minute and a half, he died right after she did. He died. all night going through the old deeds to Nash's house on Hudson Street, all the way back through the five previous owners to the original guy, Montague, Oh, no, Brenda's back. In all five instances, Montague through Nash, I found a death certificate for a kid with the same name who died at birth years before he pretended to sign for his inheritance. Jesus, Rick, isn't there any heat in here? No, heat's better than circuits. And now, just in case there's any doubt... These sideburns are out of control in the 80s. Okay, so they're trying to decode something. The guy's name. You know how you can put the name in on a website and it means so something you else? Here, Brenda, is a guy who's been creeping around since at least 1700. Pretending to croak in a while, leaving all his goods to kids who've been corpses for years and assuming their identities. It's like Twilight. So, could some of these people in government, like, could Hillary be thousands of years old? Maybe she's really Vlad the Impaler with, you know, a good dye job. You don't It's not possible. It is possible. Lord's final. Cops release. Head on a picture. Reward offered. Head on to reveal. Praying for Heather. Happy birthday. Okay. And you, Horn Ramirez. 
care of her, you overdressed haggis. So technically Heather would be alive in some alternate reality because aren't all time time periods happening at the same time anyway? It's all happening at the same time. Somewhere Heather is alive while he's dating Brenda. The giants in the church putting out all the fires and the nuns are not feeling that. First of all, he's a little too tall, a little too stank. Let's see what the nuns do. Oh no. Oh no. Castigator is not good. in the church. Only you and I remain. Oh no. <laughs> Where does Trump come in? about cutting off the head. Kathy Griffin, that whole thing, is deeper than we know. I'm telling you. And the prize. What the heck is the prize? To be the last president? What is it? Happy Halloween, ladies. Oh, goodness. <laughs> There's no church security. The people are praying really hard. Ramirez's display did not cut deeply enough. This guy, I'm wondering if this guy playing the Highlander is like Spirit of Vincent Price. That voice. And about you, you are slime. Ramirez was an invasion. He's got that weird Vincent Price, I'm American, but I sound like I have some kind of weird accent going. He died on his knees. Oh, no. I took his head and raped his woman before his blood was even cold. <laughs> now that's brutal. <laughs> I see. Ramirez lied. She was not his woman. Oh, no. She was your woman. Oh, no. And she never told you. I wonder why. Perhaps I gave her something you never could. Oh! That is low. And secretly, she yearned for my return. Oh. Holy ground, I Remember what Ramirez taught you. Your butt is mine. You will always be weaker than I. No. I'll be out front. Oh, no. Fighting words. Goodbye, McLeod. Oh, no. We will meet soon enough. No.
people are trying to pray. You understand? They can't pray. He cares about these helpless mortals. Of course he cares. He died for our sins. That shall be his undoing. Oh, no. Father, forgive me. I am a worm. Oh, no, he just licked the father. Oh, no, you didn't. He's not into that. He's not one of those priests. I have something to say. Excuse me. It's better to burn out than to fade away. This is very thriller. This I is need very to see weird. him, God damn it. I'm afraid that's impossible. Mr. Nash is... Mr. Nash is dead, Miss Ellen Stein. What are you doing here? I'm looking for a dead guy named Nash. He died at birth in Syracuse, New York. in his house. He's going through his stuff. I've been alive for four and a half centuries. I cannot die. This is where the bodyguard... Wait, this is where the bodyguard got that scene with Whitney Houston. Remember when they were playing with the knife? It's from Highlanders. Kevin Costner connected to this? Is it connected to Trump? Like, remember he was supposed to be a bodyguard? Is all of this forecasting that somebody knew that Trump was going to be president? Somebody other than the cast that whoever wrote The Simpsons or whatever? How far back does this go is what I'm trying to get. I was born in 1518 in the village of Glenfinnan on the shores of Loch Shiel. What? Now I am immortal. <laughs> is Trump a time traveler? Is he a time traveler? Is he immortal? Has he been here thousands of years? I don't know. <laughs> She's downed him. You don't know enough about that knife to be using it like this, lady. Oh, he took the, he took the dagger out. And strangely, she's stimulated. I think this is... 
She's breathing heavy. She's breathing heavy. She's emotional. They might do it right there. I can already see it. Do you mean you last all night long? <laughs> and every night after that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. what I'm gonna do to you next time. You know what's weird? Are you rich? Most people are afraid to die. <laughs> That's not your problem. No. You're afraid to live. As soon as I die, you're gonna cheat on me. No, no, I would I would Take care of yourself. Don't lose your head. Rachel, there are some instructions in the desk drawer. I want you to follow them. There's a power of attorney for you. You'll have everything you need. You're not coming back. No. Even if you kill him, you're not coming back. Are you? 
You're a bit long in the tooth, darling. Oh, that's true. Sweet Rita. You always knew this. If anybody calls you, if you're a woman and they call you sweet anything before your name, just just forget it right there. And you know what I can't stand when guys call you dear. What are you, a hundred year old? Why are you calling me that? Russell Nash dies tonight. That's it? He's, he died with Heather? That was it? No. Okay. Something's going on with the highlight. The quickening. 
did you do this to me? <laughs> I didn't do it. Kiss me. Don't you want to kiss me? This is where it all began. Can you tell me about the prize? It's like a whirlwind in my head. But if I concentrate, I know what people are thinking all over the world. Presidents, diplomats, scientists. I can help them understand each other. What am I thinking? You're thinking whether or not you can love me. You can. I'm just like you. I can love and have children, live and grow old. You never prepared me for that, you Spanish peacock. <laughs> Patience, Highlander. You have done well. But it will take time. You are generations being born and dying. You are at one with all living things. Each man's thoughts and dreams are yours to know. You have power beyond imagination. Use it well, my friend. Don't lose your head. So now I'm wondering, is this, is this a power that Trump has? I know that people can read my thoughts with their technology. Do they have, they have the power of reading everyone's thoughts now? But who has that power? I have my own thing that I can do. How many other people are gonna have it? What does that mean? What does that mean for everyone? That some people can and some people can't. I don't know. Now I kind of got to check out Highlander too. I don't know. I just got to see what happens. Might be some selected scenes that I do. You've been listening to Kyla Powers Radio. Night at the Movies. <laughs> Not so private podcast. <laughs>